Welcome to the All or Nothing podcast, where we bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone. Now, social media has exploded over the last decade, and it's pretty much embedded itself within our culture. But with all the benefits that these different platforms bring, we still got to remember that they're businesses. And because they're businesses, we have to compete with ads and algorithms to get our content out there. Now, our next guest is helping companies take control of their community. He's designed a platform that helps companies get their own personalized app up and running in as little as an hour and puts them in position to build, grow, and monetize from their network on their terms. Let's welcome the founder and CEO of Disciple Media, Benji Vaughn. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you, uh, Rodrigo. Slightly jet lagged. I just got off a long haul flight, but I'm good. I appreciate you taking the time and effort to speak to our audience. Now, Benji, you were a music producer for over a decade, which is a pretty unique position because part of your job is to bring out the best in someone else. What were you able to take from that role that you were able to use when it came to growing your business? Uh, that's a really interesting question and one I I ask myself all the time because, as you say, uh, working working as a producer, you work in about 20 startups a year. Every time somebody comes in to make some music, it's a new startup. And you have to learn what it is, that, what are the dynamics of the team, what's the goal of the team, um, what success look like. Um, what are the different uh, kind of superpowers each of the different members of the team have, and then getting that all to gel together, and it's this strange thing where you you pull together a group of people, a band, some recording engineers, some session musicians, uh, managers, record labels. You pull them all in, and you work incredibly closely for you know somewhere between two and six months. And at the end of it, you uh, hopefully achieve your goal, which is an artistic goal and a commercial goal. Um, but it's it's very and yeah, and it's a really quick learning circle, and you have to learn to deal with you have to something that you have to deal with really quickly is if people are disrupting the the potential of the team, you have to get rid of them really quickly. Um, you have to. Uh, always be thinking every day about the um, the goal because you can otherwise drift and spend days, you know, spend three days miking up a drum kit, which nobody's going to pay notice any difference that you spend nearly two thousand dollars of studio time on a snare drum. Um, it's a really collaborative thing where you've got to work with people, bring the best out of them, and there is an artistic and a commercial goal at the end of it, which I think in most companies. It's maybe hard to call it artistic, but there's a creative and a commercial goal in any business, I think. So you spent a lot of time building a career in one area, and somewhere down the line you decided to pivot and go into the unknown. So what sparked the idea to start Disciple Media, and what was the initial vision that you wanted to execute? Um, I... The first time I looked at a smartphone with an app on it, I thought that is the way for 
um, a content creator to reach their fans. Um, the greatest way that's ever been invented for content creators to reach their fans. Um, and then as time developed, I started seeing that content creators were reaching their fans, but they're reaching them through other people's platforms. So they were effectively, they're, they're renting their fan base. And uh, my belief um, is that whether you're a company or a rock band, your fans are your are your greatest asset, and you have to own the relationship with them. You have to own the relationship with them. You have to own the data they generate. You have to be able to speak to them directly in an unmediated way. Platforms have massive um, benefits and uses: Facebook, YouTube, etc. But they're not a panacea. They don't. They they don't serve all your needs. When you want your core and community that can give you so much information, so much value, you need to own that relationship directly. And that's that came for me as a musician who sat there thinking, I've got all these fans on Facebook, but it's pretty much useless. In fact, one of the things was I. I the record label I founded, we started giving up on Facebook and just moving back to mailing list. And a mailing list was so much more effective than Facebook. But a mailing list is a one-way piece of broadcast medium, effectively. And I wanted to have the same direct relationship and uh, bond with our audience that I got through Facebook, but I wanted it to be in a community, sorry, through email, but I wanted it to be in an interactive way. And so that's where Disciple came from. I love that phrase that you use, that people are renting a space because most people don't view it that way. But when it comes to building an app for your business, that could get expensive. It could take months. In some cases, it could take a year. So at what stage should a company be thinking about creating their own platform rather than relying on the Facebooks and Instagrams of the world? Well, I think the first thing you start off, should start off with is don't think about us as a a different way of doing social media. Uh, social media is, you know, you have earned media, you have paid media, you have owned media, and I think you have rented media. Rented media is YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Paid media is when you go and buy advertising or something. Earned media is when your audience loves you and carries out activities on your behalf or PR. The big thing that I think is calcified and died since Facebook, since the rise of social media is owned media. That's your website, that's your email, uh, and that's your app. Disciples building a platform to power all three of those things with community at heart. Um, and the app, the native app, is for your hardcore super fans. The web version of our product is for the kind of more casual fans. And the email is for the you know the traditional email list. I think every brand, every institution, every talent needs to have a powerful own media strategy that they think about that works in synergy with their social media strategy. But it's a totally different thing. And I think I think people got duped for at least ten years, but they're coming out of the out of the 
hypnosis they were put under by social media, that social media was owned media, and it's simply not. Social media is paid media, and the rented media is getting less and less valuable as reach declines to, to almost nothing. It's effectively now a paid media channel. Um, so this really puts the the, the need for, for brands, institutions, talent to have a really cohesive, thought-out own media strategy, which is around building community, not about broadcasting marketing messages. And if you can build up a really powerful owned media community, you'll find that that 1% in your community who are really passionate about what you do will nurture the other 99% for you and create huge value. In the past, companies and artists didn't have the data that told them exactly who their fans were or how engaged they were. And what I like about what you're doing is that you're helping companies create their own community in order to get closer to the people that follow their brands. With all the noise right now, why is that approach important? Um, I think this approach is important now because it's become particularly apparent in the last two, three months with, oh, sorry, last six weeks with the Facebook Cambridge Analytica story has really kind of brought to the surface a lot of um, worries people had about social media but didn't have proof it existed. Social media is becoming a vast, it's not about community, it's not even about social networking, it's about creating siloed tunnels of personalized news and information flows. And that personalized flow has one purpose, to serve targeted advertising at a user. Now if you want to serve targeted advertising at a consumer, it's absolutely incredible. It's the best targeted advertising machine ever built, but it's not going to build your community. Um, but technology and people uh, want community. They want to be able to be millennials and consumers now. Don't just look at brands as things they're customers of. If they really like a brand, they want to be much more than a customer. They want to be part of the company. They want to feed back on the products they make. You know, I read a statistic recently that Verizon in the last five years something crazy like 60%, 70% of the products they've developed have been brought out of their own personal, the community they have, not on Facebook, but on their own Verizon community where they go to them and ask them about the products and services they would like to see Verizon make. So they use that core community as the focus group. They use that core community to uh, inform their product decisions, to advocate what the company's doing, and also to reduce their customer support costs. Because when people come to Verizon, that 1% of super users who are doing it for nothing, just because they love the brand, carry out their support calls for them. Funding is a part of business that every company has to think about when it's trying to grow and increase profits. The problem is the process of finding a lender and getting approved currently sucks. So if you're looking for a way to get the funding you need quick and easy, you should check out Cabbage. Cabbage helps small business owners get funding within minutes. You can apply online or from your phone. The days of convincing a banker that loaning you money is a good investment, it's over. So don't wait. If you're looking to secure funding for your business today, 
I'm talking about in less than five minutes. Visit cabbage.com slash all or nothing. There's no cost to apply. And as an all or nothing listener, when you qualify for funding, you also get a $50 Visa gift card that you could use wherever you want. So go now to cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash all or nothing. I just want to let you know that this line of credit is subject to credit approval. See the terms and conditions. All cabbage business loans are issued by the Celtic Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank member of FDIC. You and your team build apps for companies, and that's a different experience than selling someone a T-shirt or selling them a car. Because when you sell them a T-shirt, they're buying it as is. But with an app, you're building it specifically for your client. So what are some key things that you've picked up that help you execute a successful implementation and leaves a positive experience for that client? Yeah, I mean, we don't, we have a framework. A customer can come to our company and they can walk away with a built app for native for iOS, Android, and web within about an hour. Um, we can do some bespoke work. We tend to try and avoid it, but we're a SaaS platform. So we've taken the learnings of working with people like the Rolling Stones, the British government, the biggest stars in India, cookeries, chefs, gurus, cloud data companies, we found that this huge spread of different communities we work, they all have the same intrinsic um, patterns of behavior. And we build our product to to uh, to work with those patterns of behavior. So um, when a customer comes to us, they're coming for a community product. That's what they're coming. They're coming to own a relationship with their community on mobile where they can connect with their community and most importantly, their community can connect with each other and learn about the brand institutional talent from the community, which creates huge value. Your, your brand is working for you when you're asleep because your community is online on your platform generating data for you to understand and creating insights about your business. Getting your app on someone's phone is prime real estate in this day and age. What advice would you give someone when it comes to targeting the right market and getting them to download your app? Um, I would say don't, don't get caught up in vanity metrics. You know, it's easy for a company to go out there and create some uh, marketing gimmick that's going to get a huge influx of downloads. Um, but that's not what you're interested in. Your app community, you want to be a quality app community. You can use social media for the big reach, kind of loose uh, affiliation of people who kind of like your business. Maybe, you, if anything, you want to put a few barriers to entry up there to make sure you're getting the right people into your community who are really going to inform you, they're going to engage, and they're going to help other people who love your brand. So don't go for don't be looking for size. Be looking for quality. Getting someone to download your app is one thing, but getting them to keep coming back is another. So how can your platform help companies track and engage with their followers so they can deliver the best content? You're totally right. Downloads are easy. Retention is is hard. Downloads you can use gimmicks. Retention you can't. Um, but what we notice is that 
if a member joint download if a a fan, a customer, whatever you want to call them, downloads your app, you have forty eight hours to get them into you, get them to understand the value of your product. If they haven't seen the value in forty eight hours, you've got a ninety percent chance that you're gonna lose them. If within that first forty eight hours they've not just seen the value but they've become a community member, they've got involved, they've posted content, they've responded to questions, that retention rate uh, attrition falls from 90% to 20%. If you manage to then have that person generate a piece of content twice a week for the first two weeks, that retention, that attrition drops to 5%. So we set in all the CRM hooks uh, into the app platform that our, our customers can then uh, modify, which puts out that messaging to the fan. So you can have it that within two hours of downloading, it says, you know, become part of the community, share something about yourself. Um, maybe share, if it's a band like the Rolling Stones, will, you'll get a question like, share a post of the first Rolling Stones album you bought. Makes them, uh, brings the, the real life relationship they have with the Rolling Stones into the app community. And those fans stick around. You know, with something like the Rolling Stones, we have a 75% retention rate, which, to put well, it in context, is in like the top 3% of apps in the world. Yeah, that type of retention is unheard of. But as a business, you have to provide value on a consistent basis if you want your clients and your customers to come back consistently. In your experience, what are some key things that need to be done in order to turn that new customer into a long-term customer? Well, something I'm we're learning as a business, because uh, we started out as an agency working with uh, kind of big celebrities and stuff. We've moved to SaaS in the last year so that we can fulfill the, the, the true potential of the product because it has so many different uses. Um, the absolute fundamental once you move to SaaS is the most important part of the business is customer experience, customer success. And um, we spend a lot of time, at, well, we're spending a lot of time now, and we have been spending a lot of time reaching out to our customers on a very consistent basis to find out if they're using the product, what they're getting out of it, what questions they've got. And right from the beginning of the engagement with the customer, focusing on what are the three or four key outcomes they're looking for from the product and we're perpetually making, asking them, are you getting those outcomes you want? And if not, why do you think that is and how can we help you get there? Um, and the customers, you know, we have about a 5% churn rate, which is pretty good. Um, the customers who churn are generally the ones who haven't ever really worked out what that key, those key outcomes for them are. Um, once you know what a customer's key outcomes are, and you work with them to achieve them, then you can be really confident you're going to have a really great relationship with that customer. You guys have had great success working with some of the biggest brands in the whole world. So what are some of the biggest challenges and opportunities you see taking Disciple Media to the next level? Um, we've been really lucky, as you say, working with some of the, the great brands in the world. Um, 
and it's been a real honor to work with them, understand their businesses, have them be so supportive and understanding and uh, and uh, complimentary about our, our, our service. Our real excitement for the coming 18 months is taking this out to the masses. So what we have working for the Rolling Stones and the British government, we want to be working for every school, hospital, SME company, uh, YouTube influencer. We Ultimately, we believe that communities uh, should be a customer, not a product. And on social media, communities are the product of advertisers. Um, and we don't think that's right. I think uh, a community should be a customer to a company like Disciple, where there's a very, very transparent, open relationship where you are paying us for a service, and in return, you're getting software, um, and all the data you generate, all the revenue you generate, the community you build up is 100% yours. I think is is in today's world really important um, because I think the world generally is starting to wake up to it. A slightly dystopian future we have if the entire world's community is sitting on three social uh, Silicon Valley platforms where they hold all the data and the control. Um, communities are individual things with individual cultures individual uh, ways they want to uh, interact with each other and unique ways they want to generate value in that community and they should be given the the tools to act independently. Benji, that was a great interview. Is there anything else you want to tell our audience before you go? Uh, nothing particularly except if you're thinking about starting a company, do it. It's fun. <laughs> I, I could second that. So I want to thank Benji Vaughn, the founder and CEO of Disciple Media for being on the show. And if you want to hear more interviews like this, make sure you follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes. Uh, you could download it on the Podbean app or you could go to our website, thecoolmedia.com. That's a wrap for this episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone.